And now it's time for our daily Bloomberg Law Brief, exploring legal issues in the news. And it's brought to you by the American Arbitration Association International Trade or Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Today, Bloomberg Law host Jim Grasso and Michael Best are joined by Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr to discuss a high court case about trademarks when the trademark in question is also considered disparaging. So, Greg, what was the main issue for the justices? Yeah, it, it is a really interesting case. To, uh, federal trademark law uh, does and has for, for 70 years or so say that uh, trademark examiners can refuse to uh, uh, register a trademark. That's a, it's a benefit for a trademark owner uh, if the name is disparaging of, of somebody else or some other thing. And in the case of the, this group, the slants, uh, trademark examiners concluded it was disparaging, even though that's not what the, the members of the band say they're, they're trying to do. And so the question is whether uh, that sort of uh, distinction is constitutionally appropriate for the government to, to do in the general sense in the courtroom or, or the big question was whether uh, that was impermissible viewpoint discrimination by the federal government. Well, on first blush, you know, it does seem like, gee, they're just expressing something here. They're trying to reclaim something. It's very political. You'd think it's at the heart of the free speech clause of the First Amendment. On the other hand, what did the government argue? Well, the government's argument is that they can still say it. Nobody's questioning their ability to, to call themselves this land. And in fact, they can sue uh, for trademark infringement, uh, for example, under state common law. Uh, the, the question the government says is whether we're, we're going to give them this added benefit. This is a registry, and basically, you can, if you're thinking about, you know, naming your own rock band, you can go to this registry and see, see, you know, what names are already taken, and, and make sure you're not infringing on on anything. Um, and it also, um, you know, gives some legal benefits, some presumptions when you're in court uh, if you're the owner of, of a registered trademark. And so the government says it's not that we're prohibiting anybody from saying anything; we're just deciding where the we're going to confer a benefit. And when we do that, we have a lot more discretion. And that's Bloomberg News Supreme Court reporter Greg Storr speaking with Bloomberg Law host Jim Grasso and Michael Best. You can listen to Bloomberg Law weekdays at 1 p.m. Wall Street time here on Bloomberg Radio. And now among the top legal stories from Bloomberg Law, J.P. Morgan has been hit with a pair of bias claims in the final hours of the Obama administration. The bank agreed to pay $55 million to settle claims that it discriminated against minorities in home lending. That's according to a person familiar with the matter. J.P. Morgan plans to fight the other case where the government says the bank paid paid at least 93 women less than men in the same position. Mobile phone users are suing Qualcomm, the world's largest maker of chips used in the devices. A suit filed in California claims the company used anti-competitive measures to maintain a monopoly in the chip business. Qualcomm hasn't commented. On Tuesday, the Federal Trade Commission made similar claims. And that's this morning's Bloomberg Law Brief. You can find more legal news at BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com. Attorneys will find exceptional legal research and business development tools there as well. Visit BloombergLaw.com and BloombergBNA.com for more information.